Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Austin Horton producing the show today across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only... Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Oh, wow, Jake. That's hello. A bit sultry. Hello. How are you, buddy? What's going on? Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing all right. Hope you are doing well as well in Austin, too. I uh, I got to tell you, uh, and we should probably ask Mr. Baseball this, but I did. I, I, I did. I did get a kick out of what happened with the Dodgers and the Astros last night. I did too, actually. And uh, by the way, I, I should give everybody a quick heads up. We Rudy Gobert could come to his uh, media availability at any moment, and as soon as he does, we will throw to that so you can uh, you can hear it live. So just a heads up to everybody out there listening. We're going to hear from Rudy, uh, hopefully coming up here shortly. But uh, Gordon, it's funny you you bring that up. I, I uh, just rewatched some of the the highlights from that whole thing, and uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, Joe Kelly is is a bit of a wing nut. I think <laughs> I think there's that's accurate. He's a bit of a bit of a wing nut. Was uh, wasn't even on the Dodger team that got cheated. Was actually on the Red Sox who. Have been accused of cheating. (laughs) But at the same time, I mean, the the gall it takes to throw at somebody's head with a 3-0 pitch. It wasn't (laughs) at his head. Oh, yeah, it was like three feet behind his head. That's a lot. That's 36 inches, fellas. (laughs) And I love the second one that he threw threw at somebody intentionally. Who was it, Correa? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was a breaking ball, but still right at his head. Like, so you could, the convenient (laughs) excuse of, oh, I was, the the breaking ball got a little loose. So Uh, Joe Kelly went viral of because when he signed with the Dodgers and moved to L.A., he was trying to work on a new type of curveball, and it broke the glass of the window on his house. Oh, right. I saw that. And he's just enough of a loose wire that I would totally believe that he did that on purpose back then just for this moment last night so he could be like, hey, I don't know. And he even mentioned it That's in his funny. post-game press That's conference really funny. Night. And then uh, said, "Nice swing, uh, mouth those uh, those words, and you're going to keep crying that sort of thing." And then, how about the the bench clearing, social distancing <laughs> purse fight that uh, that ensued after that? What a! Uh, you're lucky there's a pandemic going on, or else I'd yell at you closer. 
Yeah, right. You can't exactly do the whole hold me back move when somebody's six feet away from you. You know, the whole, hold me back, hold me back. Did you see the uh, Pirates manager get ejected over the weekend? No, I didn't see that And he one. and the umpire still had their screaming match, but stopped halfway and put their masks on before they <laughs> Oh, went. I did yeah. see that. I did see that. It's like, oh, man, that is that. Th- this is some world we're living in, I tell well, you. Well, I, I was laughing that, uh, that uh, Dusty Baker, the Astros manager, he said he called it dirty baseball. <laughs> I'm going, okay. I'm still thinking back to the gall. The gall that the Astros had, you know, using monitors and banging on trash cans and stuff to signal pitches. and uh, uh, Now, that's dirty baseball, right? Well, and the players uh, to not be punished at all. And the players yeah. who have been proven to be guilty of it, Correa, right. Alex Bregman, others, those are the ones that got thrown at last night. And so, baseball right. could have policed this and decided, nah. No. They, 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 they will just let them off the hook. Right. They thought, you know, the, the internal policing would be uh, good. They, they, what they essentially did was looked the other way. Well, yeah. so, by by it, not so, punishing them, they're actually yeah. enabling the, uh, the, the, the justice within. Essentially, it was, it was uh, allowing the hockey players to fight to keep the sticks down. Uh, that's what was going on. Which isn't and, a good idea in this case either. But, well, I, yeah. I, it, well, yeah, but nothing happened. So, not, well, he, uh, you a, said a he threw something. it at his head, uh, right? Well, no, something no, no, should no, have no. happened. I'm just saying nothing happened as far as the punitive nature, other than, well, I mean, none of the players. Like none of the said. players, exactly. They should have been punished. The players who cheated should have been punished. They I, weren't. I, so baseball was essentially saying to the rest of the players that supposedly uh, operate within the rules, well, I guess you're going to have to get us some justice on this one. It's Major well, League Baseball's fault. I can, I can speak to the thoughts of the folks in Los Angeles having worked down there for as long as I did, that they as a collective group of sports fans, took great pleasure in what they saw happening. On behalf of your your fellow Los Angelinians? Yeah, even though it was in Houston. Your your fellow former Los Los Angelinians? I just know how how the reaction would have been. Because, look, the Astros took that series from the Dodgers in seven games, and you have to wonder how it might have gone had uh, the cheating not been part of it so it's amazing that they got away with it as long as they did if i'm in a ball club in a ballpark and i hear someone slamming uh, a trash can isn't that a noise that you typically don't hear well i don't know it depends on the stadium i guess it's noisy play they certainly wouldn't be able to get away with it now in these empty stadiums right You'd, you'd easily pick out the idiot banging on the trash can but when there's 25,000 people in the stands. Who knows? Who knows what you're hearing? Vuvuzuelas are a thing. <laughs> and isn't the, isn't the rumor that they moved on from the trash can anyway and went to the, like... It was a different thing. Uh, that they were, they were taped up with an electronic something or other. Yeah, and they, yeah. They, like you get at the restaurant... They just took that little buzzer yeah, yeah. part out and taped it to their shoulder. And isn't there video evidence of one of which player is it that that Josh Reddick is it Josh Reddick that wouldn't uh, remove? Oh no, the that sh- was Jose Altuve. Who oh, wouldn't yeah. remove don't the shirt? Yeah, don't don't no, no, because hey, my wife doesn't like it when yeah. I don't have my shirt <laughs> on. Now, typically, I'm shy. Jake, Jake, you and I can relate to this because both of us are former pitchers. 
But uh, I, I typically don't like pitchers throwing it at hitters. In your uh, illustrious I mean, I, career, did you ever throw at anybody? Uh, not on purpose, I don't think. But I uh, may have hit a few. Even to just be able to say you've done it, you didn't do it? Uh, it was a long time ago. So but, uh, I never. I, I just uh, because people can really get hurt doing that. But I got to admit, I laughed. I laughed when I saw it. People could really get hurt. Let's not pretend like you're Nolan Ryan for a second. You know, you you lob up that 45 mile an hour pitch, and I think that they're going to be At fine. Nine years old. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this: I never, I never did it during the game, threw at somebody intentionally, but I did dur- during warmups more than once. Because during warmups, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because were well, you throwing at the guy standing over on in front so of the, the dugout? So the rule is no, no, no. The rule is if you're warming up, you have to be in the warm-up circle. Well, people will sneak over and time your pitches <laughs> while you're warming up and they're warming up. Austin is shaking his head; he knows what I'm talking about. And so if they're outside of the batters, the the warm-up circle, the kind of, it's their own fault, really. Whoops, got so, away from yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> So it was just my gentle reminder that they were not supposed to to be in that area. So that was the only time oh, I intentionally man. threw at somebody. The I only thought, time I tried to intentionally throw at someone, I threw a strike. So then really? I decided I'll just always Whoops. try to hit him, and then I was a better pitcher. So you pitched too, huh? We I mean, pitched. in Little League, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I hit a empty, bases empty grand slam left-handed, no. That was the absolute truth. Uh, how could I make up a story like that? Because you make up all sorts of stuff like that. I never make up stories. And as a teenager playing against nine-year-olds, is it really uh, that much of an accomplishment to begin with? (laughs) What was it? Those T-ballers stood no way. 17-year-old Gordon Monson struts onto the Little League field. That's not how it was. Gordon drove there. The other players were driving there. I was a little older than the the players, but that's why I had to bat left-handed. That's and I was not a switch hitter, but uh, they wanted me to play, and I said okay. And they said no, you got to hit the left-handed. Are we talking coach pitch or kid pitch? No, this was uh, this was high high level. Uh, junior there was high high levels of stuff. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, that was a fine moment. But I, I you know what, I'm, I'm right down the right field line, baby. It was it was a thing of beauty. Well, that's why I, I kind of questioned: is, is, Are we talking about? Are we really talking about punishment here with the Dodgers Astros, or are we talking Joe Kelly just being kind of a maniac? <laughs> because he was on the Red Sox, he wasn't on the Dodgers, and his team was most likely cheating. So is this just? Him being kind of a wingnut then, and not really being justice that this well, guy's maybe. just a little, I, I, a little. No, loose? no. I guarantee you that put him in good favor with his teammates. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. But what, what about when you know all the findings on the Red Sox is released and Joe Kelly knew about it all along? <laughs> well, and that therein is the rub with that because baseball not only looked the other way with the Astros. But really looked the other way with the Red Sox. That's true. And let's not pretend that Joe Kelly isn't now in the National League, Uh where things work a little bit differently because Joe Kelly has to bat. Uh Uh-huh. Well, not often as a relief pitcher, but it could happen. And weren't they? did they end up messing with that rule for this return? They, I know well, they were thinking about it, right? They didn't do it, right? And then the pandemic happened, and all those little things decided. No, no I thought a part of the return with the pandemic was that they were going the to DH and get the DH across the, across the board. But I think no. that got shot yeah. down. Not happening. But Joe Kelly is a little loose. He is a, he is a little bit of okay. a— uh, he, I love Joe Kelly. Do you remember the moment with when he was with the Red Sox? It may have been last season, and— uh, 
Uh, Tyler Austin of the Yankees slid cleats up into Brock Holt of the Red Sox. And the next time Tyler Austin came to the plate, Joe Kelly lost the count. And so then he said, well, then time for some justice. I'm not going to get this guy out. And just absolutely felonious level of assault uh-huh. with that baseball on Tyler Austin. And Austin slammed the bat down and looked at him. Joe Kelly took his glove off and just said, come on out here. Like did the, uh-huh. the, the come, come, hit, come here yeah. uh, beckon, beckoning and they fought there on the mound. Wow. Joe Kelly is a wild he, card. He's he, awesome. Yeah, he, he sounds like a But nice. he's nuts. I, I was guilty of that a time or two, the, the cleat. You know, I, I didn't maliciously cleat somebody per se, but if you were in front of the bag and I was sliding feet first and you happened to get a, an ankle full of cleat, that was on you again. Yeah. Well. And I still played at the tail end of the metal spike cleats, which I was always see, proud that's, of. I don't like the, I don't like that. I never, hey, I never, I'd rather hurt, I never hurt anybody. I'm okay with a pitcher hitting someone in the old gluteus maximus with an off-speed thing to send a message. I'm not okay with, you know, a physical assault at second base because you happen to be 10 feet around the base at the time. Like what Chase Utley did to the to the uh, the Dodgers or, or the Mets. No, 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 not like I'm not like stepping on somebody. I like if you're if you're sliding into second. You and can the, slide before you get the, to the player. And the shortstop happens to be standing in front of the bag, which is bad form. That's bad coaching. He should have been coached better because that's not where he's supposed to be. That it's not my he fault. He can't stand in front of the bag. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's not my fault if if he gets a little nicked up on the old ankle. I'm not I'm not talking about no one, rounding the bag and, Gordon, and mauling somebody. Are you buying this from no one listening to you, Jake, is thinking that you just innocently were picture perfect form slided into second and that player just always happened to be in the way it, everyone, not everyone always listening happened. hears that what you did was get to second base then slide is what you probably <laughs> were doing <laughs> no i'm talking about if there was Wearing a play golf cleats. if there was a play at second and i never slid face first because that uh, is dumb on a lot of levels especially into second right but cleats first if that foot was in front of the bag that is not my fault so I do not need to intentionally. No one's buying it. Avoid that that leg that's in front of the bag. How, it's not my responsibility at that point. Okay. Uh, well, okay. But I, I, you're I, right. I, I, I would I would stay away from. Enjoy that, Hill. That's me. Oh come on, that's gamesmanship. Do tell Both of you, Jake, both of you, pretend to be competitive, and then hey, when something <laughs> is perfectly within the rules. And by the way, Gordon is the one who advocates fist fighting in hockey. That's because it has to happen in order to keep the game clean. Yeah, everyone knows there's no rules in hockey or referees, Jake. <laughs> no, that that logic has always been so ridiculous to me. But this was me uh, blowing off steam. This is the reason I didn't punch that shortstop <laughs> right in the face is because I got to uh, clean up his ankle a you little know, bit. You know what? See, you know what this uh, Jake was. All right, uh, let's uh, all right, Rudy step to into it. the podium. Let's go live to Orlando. Here's Rudy Gobert. Hi. Hi, Rudy. Good to see Hi. you. Hi. Good, thanks. All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started here. We have first question is from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Rudy. Um, you guys were uh, obviously at the center of everything when the NBA shut down a few months ago. And tomorrow is another historic moment with the first game. And I'm just wondering, from your perspective, what it's like to kind of reflect on that and see what's coming forward. 
I think uh, you know a lot of things happen for not just us, but the whole every single person on you know, on, the, on this planet. I mean, it's, it was a pandemic, and you know, sports got shut down. Uh, a lot of people have lost family members, their lives, and uh, and now you know the NBA put something together so we can go back and and play in a safe environment. So I think we are very excited to be back on the court at the at the highest level, and uh, you know it's going to be. I think it's going to be great, you know, to to be able to do what we do, and uh, you know, I keep getting better, and hopefully, you know, have a successful successful end of the season. Okay, next question will be from Eric Woodyard, ESPN. Hey, what's up, Rudy? How you doing, man? How are you? We, we spoke with Mike Conley yesterday, and, and he talked about how it feels like a, a fresh new start for him. You know, from being back, I know you guys have only scrimmaged, but what have you saw in the difference between Mike Conley and knowing this role at this point? I think it's he it looks really really comfortable, you know, and it's it's very it's been it's been great, you know, very aggressive, uh, creating offense for us, making the right play, you know, finding his teammates and uh, making the shots that he's able to make that on, I think only him in the world is able to make, and you know we need this uh, this Mike Conley if you wanna if you wanna play as good as we can, you know, and it's gonna be a, a huge part of what we do. Okay, I think that was uh, all the questions we have for today. So we'll let you go. Thanks, Rudy. Thank you. All right, there you go. That uh, was Rudy Gobert and his media availability. We'll, t- we'll talk about what we just heard from Rudy for one second. But I'd just like to point out that Lloyd is agreeing with me about the, the spiking at second. Which Lloyd, I agree with you in principle. I'm saying I'm not buying your story, your claim, that every time you did this, the shortstop was in a bad position. Every time. Every time I did it, the shortstop was in the bed. It was his fault. All, t- all the time. Every times. time. That's terrible. It was only a couple of times. Uh, was it the same shortstop both times? Uh, no. Because you're right. If they're in the way, you do hit them. They, Of course That's it the wasn't the, the same shortstop. They learned their lesson. All right. As whatever. they limped off the field. Look, we call out Gordon when he's fibbing. And Gordon, I'm calling out Jake here for fibbing. Well, I, I don't fib. Oh, that's a it's a, it's a problem with uh, that premise. Oh, but uh, I, I this is what I'm wondering about with Jake though. Oh, are you the guy who uh, hits a, a ground ball and you think you might be able to beat it out, and the first baseman has his foot too far over on the bag? Are you stepping on his heel? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. See, I I couldn't I couldn't get myself to do that. Well, good on you. That's well within the rules. It's it's. I was telling Austin, it's it's like the running back that runs too vertically, and then we're surprised when he gets his head taken off. No, that's the running back's fault. There, there's a difference between what you can do and what you should do. Oh, you should just ask him to go down then if you're in the, the running backs. Because, excuse me, Mr. Vertical Runner, would you do us all a favor and just go down so I don't have to, you know, uh, put you out of the game? No, absolutely not. The runner gets taught a lesson like, wow, maybe I should run behind my pads a little bit because that wasn't real pleasant. The, the reason I never did it at the same shortstop uh, so, twice is because that shortstop learned uh, so a little bit of you, a lesson. You're anti-fight and hockey guy, but... 
pro spike someone in the upper thigh at second base guy. <laughs> upper thigh. Let's settle down now for a minute. Upper thigh. I'm not going in. You said he got an ankle oh, wait, wait. full of cleats. Yeah. Who knows where those uh, those cleats might end up. You didn't say you might graze his ankle. You didn't say, oh, there, there might be a little bit of a scratch. You said he'd get an ankle full of cleat. Tomato, tomato. I'm not. No. I'm not karate chopping him in the groin. I mean, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying. They're gonna... Yeah, what you're doing is almost as bad. Oh, please. Yeah, who knows oh, where please, that cleat Judge That cleat could end up in the groin. Uh, you never know where they're going. Here, thank you. Here's James. James tweets in. Thank you for a, a rational take. Here says you're right about the sliding into second. As an inexperienced second baseman, I tried to turn my first double play and didn't step through the bag. Huge guy sliding to into second took me out. Totally mine and my coach's fault. Correct. That one time. That's believable. He learned the lesson. Your whole career, every time, is not believable. You can argue that I am doing that second baseman or shortstop a favor. (laughs) Okay. Because there's ways to play the game. It hurts you more than it hurts them. There's ways to play the game that are unsafe. Okay, Dad. Please. I can't believe both of you are being so... It just so happens all 63 times that shortstop was standing in the wrong spot. I can't believe you guys are being so overly judging. And why when stealing second was the shortstop cover of the bag? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It depends on if it was a left or right-handed pitcher or Which batter, it, right? It was almost always right-handed batter in Little League. I was a left-handed batter. Mm. What do you mean? Mm. We had several lefties on our team. Okay. What about the other team? There were several lefties in the league, Austin. What do you want from me? I don't Just know, shortstop, every, second every base, time, but whatever. Every time you slid into second, they were in the wrong. Every time somebody got an ankle full of cleat, yes, they were in the wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to go out of my way Ugh. to make up for your mistake. That's ridiculous. Well, it's also cruel. It is not cruel. It's the game. It's a bit cruel. It's a bit vicious. Oh, Now, by the vicious. way, Bob says they do have a universal DH in Major League Baseball. This year. Yeah, that's what I thought. They were, yeah. they were changing that. Just for this year, though, not permanently. Last night was the only baseball I've watched all year, and that was because I saw the highlights on Twitter. I'm... We're in a fight, baseball and I. So Gordon is pro fist fighting in hockey, but You're anti something within the rules. I no, see how it is. No, I no, see how no, it is. No, I would no. I was speaking specifically to your, you, what you were doing, because the level of play that you were at, you weren't exactly going for you know some huge championship. It shouldn't matter. We were playing kids. the game. We were doing it for the love. <laughs> I don't care what the, I don't care what was on the line. Okay. Get out of the base path, them's the rules. <laughs> okay. I can't believe I'm getting pushback from this. You know, or on this about from that. a no. supposed baseball no. guy. See, again, you're losing me because you're arguing something that I'm not arguing. You are absolutely right. That's the rule. I'm saying I don't believe you that your your claim of every time you did this, they were breaking the rules. Correct. Every time. Because no. I myself follow the rules. <laughs> now, do I pick out a circumstance within the rule that I could work to my favor? Yes. This reminds me of the line from Shawshank Redemption. Everyone in here is innocent. Did you ever, Jake, not I was being within the, the rules. <laughs> not not being the biggest or the strongest kid in the world, did you ever get, you know, your face pounded by doing this sort of thing? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Because I did was within the rules, Gordon. 
And I played a game called baseball that isn't hockey where we have to get in fist fights to settle disputes. So if, all those, if I broke oh. the rule, the umpire would have called me out. <laughs> so all the guys that were on the uh, other team when you were busy uh, you know, pouring your cleats into their whatever body part was available, you think they were all sitting there wow. going, yeah, yeah, Johnny, Johnny really was, uh, wasn't following uh, what he should have been doing, so he deserved that. But apparently not just Johnny. Johnny, Timmy, Smithies, uh, <laughs> Garrett, Kevin, Fred, Bob, Derek, Johnson, plus all, the, all of plus them. All the plus the all whole the little league didn't know the rules. Don't don't bring your, both of your soft perspective to my sport of baseball. All right. <laughs> yeah. If, in you fact, your, your your Nationals are the World Champs. So. We are the champs. Correct. Don't don't sully the game, Gordon, with your your softness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Whatever you say. You were doing what you had to do. <laughs> I hate it when you concede. It just makes, so there you me, it are. Just makes me feel bad. So, so Austin, Stop there it. he was. He was spiked. He was, he was pouring his cleats into a bunch of eight-year-olds. Flying uh, into the second old. baseman like a Power Ranger. They didn't let eight-year-olds have metal teaching, cleats. I was probably teaching, like crane-kicking the third baseman. I was probably 13 I'm doing you a favor. When this mm-hmm. first started. I mean, with those well, soft rubber Pony League cleats, what's the point? I, I did appreciate at the major league level uh, seeing a little retribution uh, last night, delayed as it was, but uh, because I, I happen to believe that if they knew what was coming against the Dodgers and it went to seven games, that uh, the Dodgers might have won that series had it been otherwise. Well, I bet uh, they'll get out of the base pass because they know what's coming if they don't. Well, they're grown men. <laughs> they're not picking on a bunch of little kids like you were. All right. Joining us now in studio, speaking of changing all the rules, our good friend Katie from Homie. And first of all, it's good to see you. How are you? How are things? Things are great. It's, uh, it, you know, we were, I was excited when uh, I heard you were coming in today, excited to talk to you. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a different world out there, and that's got to be similar in, in your game with Homie, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, COVID has really changed the way real estate is working right now. Um, we're doing virtual tours instead of, you know, at-home tours. We're still doing at-home tours, but our agents are meeting you with masks and hand sanitizer and um, and we're t- taking you through homes that you really are for sure you want to see and want to want to find. Um, the supply of homes has really changed in this kind of industry. There's not a lot of people that are really selling their houses right now. Um, so there's a low there's a low inventory, but there's a lot more buyers than we're usually seeing. So there's a lot of homes that are under contract and not a lot of homes that are active. Wow. Um, so that's been really interesting to kind of see that. So, and then on top of that, we've got incredible interest rates right now. So it's a great time to refinance and it's a great time to, to get a home loan and, to, re, and to, to buy a home and get, get that low rate and lock yourself into a cheaper house payment. You know what, I, I would bet that and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would bet that your digital component and how Homey functions, you know, before all this has really actually played into your your advantage. You probably haven't had to adjust all that much with virtual tours and those sorts of things. It's it's really right up your alley. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the great thing is we have our app that you can use. Um, we we already are emailing and texting and, and phone right. calls. 
Um, and so it really hasn't changed a lot. A lot of our agents are working from home instead of in the office. And so that's changed a little bit. But I mean, as far as everything else, we've added 3D tours and virtual tours. Um, and that's really been the only thing that's really changed for us. We're still doing great. Right. We've got a lot of homes on the market. We're selling a lot of homes. We're helping a lot of buyers save a lot of our save a lot of money and helping a lot of sellers save their equity. Well, you're hanging out all day, so we'll talk about all sorts of stuff, but I, I bet that's the big one right there, saving money. I mean, it seems like that's on top of everybody's mind right now regardless. Yeah, yeah me and my husband actually refinanced our home, and we, f- we closed on that refinance um, about three weeks into COVID. Um, and we, instead of taking money off our payment, we took 10 years off our loan. Wow. And that is fantastic for yeah. me. I kept this payment the same and took 10 years off. That's and amazing. So 20 years will be good to go. Shout out to Homie Loans. Yeah, Shout out to Homie, homie Title. Yep. You guys have streamlined the whole process. So yep, got you all taken care of. All right, get started at Homie.com. Katie's going to be hanging out with us all day. Uh, check them out, Homie.com. That's Homie.com. All right, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today, Steely Dan, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Now, uh, Gordon told us during the break, he said uh, he's got a little tidbit for us, but was very mysterious about it. So both Austin and myself, uh, we, we think we're getting ambushed. So I cautiously say, Gordon... What do you have for us this segment? I've got something uh, for you here that uh, makes sports great. Okay. okay. All right. Off to a good start. And maybe you saw this, uh, but in case you haven't, I wanted to bring it to your attention on the air. That's why I was somewhat uh, cryptic about okay. what I was, was right. going to do. Uh, there was a, a grandma who lived apparently a full good life from upstate New York and uh, she passed away recently. And her obit that appeared in the paper uh, was giving all kinds of information about who she was survived by and all that. There's typical stuff that you would see in an obituary. But then it has five things about Carol. Her name was Carol Scarcella. Okay. Number one, she loved to read. Her favorite author was Stephen King. She had a private library of hundreds of books. Two, she loved to smoke. She smoked millions of cigarettes. Three, she loved slot machines with Facebook games. She never won millions, but she had the biggest farm in all of Farmville and made it to the millionth level on Candy Crush. Mm. And then another item here is when her children were growing up, She was involved with their school PTA, coached their sports teams, and volunteered through uh, her town's little leagues. She was a mother, father, coach, mentor, and friend. But the fifth item in here, uh, she was an avid sports fan. She loved the New York Yankees and LeBron James. And she hated... In capital letters, Tom Brady. 
Hmm. <laughs> I just I just think that's a funny little thing for someone to put in an obit. A grandma. She hated Tom Brady. No, that's funny. I just you know, people get so freaking passionate about certain things. That was so important to her by whoever wrote the obit that they thought it was necessary for her, for them to include that in her basic information. Hate it, Tom Brady. Hmm. Right. What uh, what what tidbit do you think you would include in your own obit? <laughs> oh man, lover of cheese. <laughs> Uh, let's do an open mic. That's a great idea. Open mic subject for today. What would Gordon include in his own obit? Wait a minute. Download our, a personal our Zone Sports Network app. Go to the open mic feature. Record up to 15 seconds of audio and, uh, and send it on in. Especially considering considering my recent uh, accident. I, uh, are we be, are we being un- insensitive here? Well, maybe a little bit. Okay. But, uh, it wasn't intended no, that fine. way. No, it's I, fine. I just... People put the funniest things in there sometimes. And sports, I wouldn't say it's a common thing to have mentioned in obituaries, but I, I you do see it now and again, right? So-and-so was a huge fan of whatever team. Sure. You see and, it a lot, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised that you find some degree of approval in that, considering how you always try to separate sports from life and, in this case, death. Oh, it doesn't mean that sports fandom is not real. People take a tremendous amount of enjoyment out of sports. That's the point. <laughs> this this uh, this uh, deceased lady sounds like she loved sports a lot. Nothing wrong with that. Well, she uh, loved her Yankees and she hated Tom Brady, which I suppose a lot of people in the New York area probably did. You know, they get tired of a guy winning championships all the time, whatnot. Why do you think people Gordon, hate Gordon why do Monson? People hate, loved why do cheese, people hate Tom hated, Brady so much? What, what what was it about? I mean, he won, but what else was it about? The him? Uggs, the haircuts, the vanity, the winning, the, the moat, the team he played for. I mean, what do why do people pick the, to love or hate athletes? The Usually, Deflategate. That this is what's not real about it. People invent all sorts of dumb reasons to like Wait, or not like somebody. None of those things I said were invented. Those are all facts. Well, you don't know why this this particular lady. She was probably a Bills fan or something. Where was she from? Yeah, yeah, New York. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, see, what Austin just said there, why hate a man because he uh, was a spokesperson for Ugg Boots? Because that's not okay. Why? Because it's not. They're, that's they're ha- terrible. That's hate- Whether you're that's male a- or female, it's not okay. They are terrible. That's a hateable offense? Yep. Next what, 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 make, what makes him so terrible? They're ugly. The name is Uggs. <laughs> I have some Uggs slippers that are pretty nice. Not surprising. <laughs> now he's going to hate you. No, that's all right. Do you wear them with your bright orange soccer socks? or? No, I do have some bright orange soccer socks, yeah. though. No. Usually the slippers, I don't wear socks. And slippers. I listen to both of you wax poetically for 69 minutes to start the show about cheating bad in sports, but now why do you hate Tom Brady? Because he's a cheater. Well, we don't know that well, that was yeah, this particular a, fan's reason, though. But that was offense, that's a his reason. His was, was really minor, I thought. Oh, he still what? cheated. I agree with Austin here. He, he cheated. How is what he, he did any different than what the Astros or Red Sox did? Correct. He had a little air out of the ball. 
Oh, against man. said rules. Yeah, oh, against yeah, the rules. He cheated. He wasn't doing I, that for no reason. That's like uh, if Rudy Gobert grazes the rim tomorrow afternoon and you say, <laughs> well, he barely touched it. I mean, how many extra passes do you think he completed because of that? A lot, I would guess. No, look. How many less fumbles did yeah, the Patriots How many fewer have? fumbles? Yeah, yeah. Don't, as a, I, that as always bugged me as when a people downplayed that. I want to stick up for him oh, because please. sometimes the ball just feels a little better in your hand if it's not rock hard. The, 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 the first hour of the show isn't even over. Gordon's already cited his as a former pitcher and now, well, as a former quarterback. And that he can talk about the Dodgers' feelings because he lived in L.A. Correct. That's true. I forgot about that one. And I could possibly know about that. You know what I always laughed about that whole thing? Well, I saw a little bit of air. Well, then why did he do it? Because it was more comfortable in his hand. Then why did to he give st- him an advantage? Yes, exactly. No, not to give, no, yes, wait, wait, wait. no. no. correct. Why did, he, why did he throw no, no. his cell phone into the Allegheny River? Right. It, it might not. It might not be a, an advantage to everybody, but to him, to his personal touch, he liked the feel of the ball in his hand. With a little, uh, just a little taking off. So did okay. Matt Ryan, oh. and he didn't deflate the ball. And let me get this straight. So <laughs> me cleaning somebody within the rules, bad. But somebody actually cheating to give themselves an advantage. Oh, yeah. No, see, I don't James see Harden's it as more a, comfortable taking I, three steps, Jake. I, I, that's I don't, all. I don't, no, I don't see it as an advantage. I see it as a personal bit of comfort for Tom Brady. <laughs> well, then why would it be a rule? Carl Malone liked to take 12 seconds to shoot his free throws. No big. It's kind of a a dumb rule. (laughs) Because Gordon says it's a dumb rule, it's fine. (laughs) Never mind the whole spy game either. If you're going to bust the Patriots or something, then bust them for, you know, their their video uh, shenanigans. All of their cheating. Yes, I agree. They're taking a little bit. Let's just take a little air out of the ball. Nothing major, just a little bit. Just putting a, a little Vaseline on the ball when I pitch Besides, it. It was just a little New, bit. He's playing just a little steroids. Have you ever played football in New England? Oh, so well, anything might, goes might. if it's cold? That's what we're saying now? If it's cold, do whatever. <laughs> the Cardinals have to follow the rules, but the Packers and Patriots, <laughs> all game. Well... Grandma hated Tom Brady. I don't know if that's why. <laughs> All right. Stay but, t- but she did. <laughs> we'll get to more next. <laughs> Little Nin- tidbit there. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Time for a back-to-basketball update brought to you by our friends at Zions Bank. The Jazz are back tomorrow. Game one of the NBA's restart. They're taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. The game will tip off at 4.30. Pre-game begins at 3.30. And, of course, you'll get all the action right here on the Zone Radio Network. We're not sure if the Jazz will be going up against Zion Williamson. He was uh, His coach, Alvin Gentry, listed him as a game-time decision for tomorrow night's game. Uh, Lakers forward Anthony Davis says his plan is to play when they take on the Clippers tomorrow night. Davis was inadvertently poked in the eye by Michael Carter-Williams during Saturday's scrimmage against the Orlando Magic. There's your Zions Bank back-to-basketball update. Zions Bank for a bank that understands your business. Zions Bank is for you.
show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Join uh, Scotty and Hans coming up on Friday from 10 to 2 at Valley View Golf Course in Layton. Uh, it's uh, join them for the Mountainland Valley View Pro-Am supporting Primary Children's Hospital that's coming up this Friday. Gordon, we have a little Brett, uh, breaking college football news from Brett McMurphy in regards to the ACC. Uh, ACC will play 10 ACC games plus one non-conference game. First games will be uh, September 7th through the 12th. One division. Notre Dame will also play 10-game ACC schedule and be eligible for 2020 ACC title game. All TV revenue for 2020 season, including Notre Dame home games, shared equally by all 15 schools. Uh, He goes on, ACC also says each team will pick its one non-conference opponent, and that game must be played in the home state of that ACC team. Well, if they're going to get these games in, that, uh, that seems like it makes a lot of sense. For a lot of reasons. I mean, those are usually good games that uh, they're going to include in there. And the fact that Notre Dame is sharing with the ACC and the ACC is sharing with Notre Dame, that's a win-win. Well, that's a that's a really that's the biggest part of the story, as far as I'm concerned. Notre Dame, who would basically refuse to to share any of that TV revenue, it's the whole reason they're an independent independent for yeah. this situation to say, you know what, we'll split it this year, just right. bring us aboard, and they're they'll they're eligible for the ACC title game. They're in the conference this year. Yeah, that that that's really something. That is something uh, that, because it makes so much sense. But uh, how often does good common sense rule the day? Well, this not, is Notre Dame. This is Notre Dame paying to have a season, right? Right. And I think they, they could have. They even if they'd been shut out completely, they would have been able to compile because they're Notre Dame. But uh, this makes it much more advantageous. And so, yeah, that that's terrific news for everybody. I just don't know whether the season's really going to happen. But you, you know how I feel about that. That doesn't mean you can't plan for it. And so if they're if they're planning for it, that sounds like a good plan. That sounds like a better plan than what the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are doing. So I, I think the obvious relevant question here locally is, should BYU do the same thing? Not with the ACC, obviously. With the Mountain West? Well, it seems to be the most suitable candidate. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what Tom Homo can cook up. BYU's uh, football camp is underway, and uh, I, I, I just I, I can't get rid of that that hovering thought that it's all going to be for naught, or at least a lot of it's going to be for naught. But uh, I, I, I like the plan better because there's there's so many of these sort of rivalry games or out of conference games that are fun for the fans, and and uh, there are rivalries involved in some of them, and so why not include one of those games, especially since it's a lot easier for those teams to play, say, an in-state rival than it is a lot of the teams that are in the league. I don't know how many ACC games BYU would be able to schedule, but if I'm BYU, I'm hoping that the Big 12 and SEC do the same thing the ACC is going to do. Because you th- you'd think out of that many available games, you'd be able to lock in a few, Right. I'm trying to read between the lines here like you often do, Jake. I think the other conferences are ticked off that the Big uh, that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 jumped the gun the way they did. I, 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 I can see they, that as a possibility, sure. Yeah, I think they were waiting. They were all waiting, and they, we, from what we read, those leagues were, were really surprised 
when the Big Ten jumped ahead like that and sort of made itself out to be the leader. And I think there's some resistance. Uh, obviously, that's not priority number one here, but uh, there is some resistance by the other leagues not to fall in line with that. And uh, for just from a, 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 the appeal side of it, uh, I, I think it's very appealing to have one of those extra games like that. I mean, just makes a lot of sense for all the reasons we already said. I uh, I think it comes down to politics, to be honest with you. This this is me uh, reading between the lines, Gordon. So we'll we'll take turns doing that. I I think this is appeasing some uh, politicians in say South Carolina, uh, Florida, Georgia. You know where these these non-conference games in the same state, by the way. You notice that uh, allowance. Hey, they can play these games as long as it's in the same state as an ACC team. I think this is them saying, okay, well, we know how important it is that Georgia and Georgia Tech play and that Clemson and South Carolina play and that Florida and Florida State play, and we're going to make it possible to play those games, which, to your point, Gordon, is is what they could have done, the Pac-12 could have done with BYU. Yeah, because playing an extra... An extra Pac-12 game, it's harder for Utah to add, say, Oregon than it is for uh, Utah to go ahead and play BYU. Right, right. From from that standpoint, if you're just looking at it there, but uh, but anyway, they they're doing what they're doing. What do you think about the just playing a all in one division kind of thing? The whole league, not uh, not divvying up into divisions. I'm I'm fine with it. I don't know if if that's necessary, other than Putting the Irish into the mix uh, throws off the count, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm indifferent on that. I like the I like the division competition. It just gives you a race within the race. So, I'm 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 really sort of split on that. I I think some of that is contrived. Oh, of course uh, it's I, contrived, but it's still interesting. I suppose I, I see both sides, but I, I that's one of the things that I was looking forward to. If these leagues were going to do things differently, to see how it would stack up, if they if they didn't divide it, and because this, I'm surprised that you really like that division thing, because you're you're anti playoff kind of uh, inflation. You've always had a problem with that, and all this does is add more of that at the end. Well, let's let's talk about this. This is a big story. We'll get to it uh, a little bit later on in the show, and maybe is this a, a model that BYU uh, should follow? We've got a lot of jazz conversation. We've got what's going on coming up next. But uh, hanging out with us, our friend Katie from Homie, and we're helping our listeners uh, save a bunch of money, which is so important right now. Yeah, it is. It is important right now. And so, Homie, on average, our sellers save ten thousand dollars with us, and that's a lot of money that you can put into a much nicer home or a home that's smaller for if you're downsizing um, whatever your dream home might be that that's a lot of money that's a lot of savings um, but a common misconception with homie that I wanted to talk about today is that we're not realtors we are realtors I'm a realtor I have been for five years I was before I joined homie and I still am one with homie um, and so we we are realtors. We we do have our licenses. We are licensed agents. We are experts. We are our agents are doing more transactions per month than the average um, agent here in Utah. Um, and so our agents are experts, and they are ready to help you and and walk you through the whole process. And um, a lot of people think we're do-it-yourself um, real estate or for sale by owner to help you with that. 
we're, we're not. We're here to, to help and to guide you and to lead you through the whole process, but without charging those crazy commissions. You know, I, I get asked about you guys all the time. You know, I get asked about our, our, our wonderful partners, but I get asked about you guys a ton. And I, 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 they're like, can they really do this? And it's like, yes, they figured out a different way to do it which saves on cost, which is handed right to, down to the buyer or seller in this case. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting. So um, while we've taken this break, we had a chance to, um, to survey some millennials. Um, we surveyed 1,000 millennials. And it's interesting, the facts are kind of crazy. The statistics are. So 13% of millennials feel completely confident. That means the rest of them are not confident in buying or selling a wow. home. So that's 13%, that's a really, really low number yeah. to have to feel confident about buying and selling a home. And then of the, the, um, those thousand millennials, again, 65% of the respondents didn't know about commissions. They didn't know that it was 6% commissions. Wow, that's 65%. a lot of people that didn't know. Um, and so we're here to kind of disrupt and to change that industry and to make home buying and selling affordable and easy. There's a better way to do it. Yeah. Uh, get started at homey.com, but also uh, homey loans, homey title. I mean, you guys have, have streamlined it and, and making it uh, really easy for folks to do it. Yeah, we have. All right, homey.com. That's our friend Katie. We'll have uh, what's going on coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.